Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. I don't know if this is the right song. It was not sped up. Stone, you got to do a better job of reading the text. Uh, it's Monday. It's 5 o'clock. It's time for Happy Hour with Bobby DePaul. Oh, there we go. Well, Pearl Jam. <laughs> it's still not a thing sped up enough. Yeah. But Anyway. It's Better Man by Pearl we, Jam. We, ultimate we, football guy, Bobby DePaul. We know the song by now. And uh, please explain the song, Bobby Dick. The more you change, the more it stays the same. The Ravens moved on from defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, but the problems of the fourth quarter still remain. Call it karma, call it luck, call it a meltdown, or just call it for what it is, another double-digit lead with no fight to close it out. If you're Wink Martindale, you couldn't have written a better script for this ending. Wink didn't blink. And he looked like the better man down the stretch guiding his new team to find a way to snatch victory from defeat. So let's talk some Ravens football. Bobby DePaul, of course, joining us courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support them. All right, Bobby D. Not only did Wink not blink, but he blitzed a season-high 61% of the time. What did you think of that approach? Yeah, I mentioned after the Cincinnati game that teams from Mm -hmm. around the league have a separate playbook for Lamar, and heavy blitzing is part of that package. Teams do it because they want to close off his ability to escape the pocket and force him to make quick decisions. Wink played a lot of single high safety looks coming into this game with a 67% rate, and yesterday he played played a little more with a 71% rate. The biggest difference for Wink this week – was he played more man coverage, 47%, and less zone coverage, 24%. Obviously, the loss of Bateman and a pure deep speed threat other than Devin Duvernay helped him with his plan. Wink's firsthand knowledge of personnel gave him the confidence to make that call. That was Wink's biggest advantage coming into this game, knowing the Ravens' personnel. Lamar had done a great job up to this point with a top five ranking and quarterback rating of 117.1, you know, handling the blitz. But yesterday he struggled. Yeah. Lamar only completed nine of 19 passes for 103 yards with one TD, one interception, and two sacks. Lamar finished with a quarterback rating of only 59.8 
in blitz situations. So not a good day. Keep in mind it's not all on him. Pass protections and drop balls figure into those calculations. In terms of pass protection, the biggest difference between Cincinnati last week and the Giants this week was the inside pressure and constant inside push right in Lamar's face. On several occasions, I mean, I lost count, guys. <laughs> Rookie offensive center Kyle Linderbaum was knocked back by Giants defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. You know, the guy is a load to block. Kevin Zeitler even gave up a sack to Dexter Lawrence. So that gives you an idea of how good Dexter Lawrence is playing right now. I thought the offensive tackles held up pretty good, especially Ronnie Stanley. You know, that that uh, pitch count rotation went right out the <laughs> yeah. window when Morgan Moses went down. But I thought he played really well. So hopefully he wakes up today feeling good about himself physically. If he plays like that the rest of the year, this offensive line will make some big strides moving forward, guys. Bobby D, with the Winks pre-snap movement, all that stuff he was doing, did that cause a lot of the Ravens' procedural problems on offense? In terms of the false start penalties early in the game, yeah. The Giants' defensive line was stemming its fronts. What is stemming? Stemming is a shift from one alignment to another alignment. So the defense would show an underfront, and then shift to an overfront. No different when you see a tight end, you know, shift from left to mm-hmm. right on offense. When the defensive line shifts or slides to the front, it potentially changes run blocking assignments or pass protection assignments for the offensive lineman. In addition, when the defense deploys this type of strategy, it's done in unison with the middle linebacker barking out the shift call just like a quarterback yeah. yelling out the snap count. The middle linebacker yells out, move, and then the front moves with the ship. I think what was happening to the offensive line was they heard the sound of the call, and they were caught off guard with the ship. The ship was also like the simulation of a snap, and they just naturally re- you know, reacted. Years ago, the defensive lineman could jump into the neutral zone right. before the snap and then get back quick and no offsides penalty was called. In today's game, when the defense simulates a snap, it jumps into the neutral zone. You see the offensive lineman react quick to get the penalty called on the defense. The defense, you know, the difference, you know, with the stemming, the defensive stemming movement is the defensive lineman, you know, doesn't jump in the neutral zone. It's more of a lateral shifting uh, movement. A nice little trick, you know, know, that the staff put together. They got... I think they, I, look, I counted three false start penalties in the first two series yeah. you know, of the game. The other pre-snap penalty was an illegal formation, and that was a critical penalty late in the game on third and one. What happened there should have never happened because, in my opinion, the coaches should have called a timeout on that play before the snap. You know, a few weeks back in the Miami game, uh, the defense, you know, wasn't lined up, and later everybody said it was, you know, a rookie mistake. But it dawned on me later that the coaches should take the responsibility because, in some cases, they should they should see these things, you know, when things are all screwed up, and tell somebody to call a timeout. There are plenty of people on the staff to assign somebody the responsibility of just pre-step formations. No different than somebody being assigned to watching the play clock. How many times did the coaches call a timeout right. just before being penalized when the clock you know, is running out? What's the difference? The Ravens need to be smarter and stop beating themselves. Bobby, how would you evaluate Lamar's overall performance? You can't talk about Lamar's, you know, Lamar's performance without talking about the Ravens' rushing attack because of his dual-threat capabilities. 
Yesterday marked the 22nd time the Ravens rushed the ball for over 200 yards in a game since Lamar took over the starting role in 2018. Lamar played in 21 of those games, and the Ravens' record is now 19-2 and with him as the starter. Yesterday was the first time the Ravens rushed the ball for over 200 yards this year, so that was a big accomplishment for the team. Lamar himself gained 77 yards, yeah. averaging 11 yards per carry. That's a huge number for Lamar. In terms of the passing game, we already talked about Lamar's struggle hit on the blitz, but yesterday his performance when he was a blitz was pretty damn good. Lamar completed 8 of 13 passes with a 61.5% completion percentage, and the average per catch, you know, per catch was 13 yards, you know, over 13 yards per reception. Lamar had no interceptions, no sacks when he had time to throw. Now you know why Wink put so much yesterday because, we're, you know, Lamar was finding the open receivers and moving the chains when he didn't blitz. Too many drop balls and too much pressure hampered the passing game, but it, shouldn't, it, it should have been enough to win it. Lamar was fine until that third and sixth interception. He didn't need to throw it, and I'm sure he will learn from it, but it basically cost him the game. The sack fumble in the last drive was, again, Lamar's fault. He didn't protect the ball with his body, and he held it out. So Thibodeau just slapped it away. Those two turnovers were all on Lamar. So he needs another bounce-back game next week to make up for it. Bobby D., uh, when you look at the defense against Saquon Barkley, it seemed they held him in check at least until the fourth quarter. How did Mike McDonald do? Friday, I, I mentioned, you know, you would probably see more eight-man fronts because, of, you know, because yeah. of the Giants running game and Saquon Barkley, and that's what happened. Mike McDonald did what he was supposed to do. He put the players in a position to help stop the running game, and he also increased his edge blitzes to help contain Daniel Jones from running those naked bootlegs. The Giants only gained 83 yards on 34 rushing attempts, averaging only 2.7 yards per carry. That's great run defense, especially given how well, you know, Barkley, both Barkley and, and Daniel Jones have been, you know, have been running the football. Mike took away what they did best, like last week against the Cincinnati, you know, taking away the big play passing attack, playing that umbrella look. The problem is when you take away something, you give up something, and that something is the passing game, especially on third down. The Giants converted 7 of 14 for 50% conversion rate, way above the Ravens' defense, you know, we've been giving up all year. I thought Mike played a little soft in coverage, you know, early on mm -hmm. in third and long situations. The Giants converted two third and double digits to keep that first drive alive for a touchdown. Not good. The other thing that happened, you know, on two other third down situations came with penalties. The Ravens stopped the third and five situation, but Odafi Oway got nabbed for a critical unsportsman leg call that kept the drive alive and, you know, ended in a field goal. Later in the fourth quarter, third and three, Marcus Peters got caught with a pass interference call. That led, you know, to the Giants' touchdown and outright lead. Daniel Jones ended the day with a 70% completion percentage and a quarterback rating of 112.1. I think I warned everybody yeah. on Friday that Daniel Jones was better than most people thought, especially his mental toughness. That's why the Giants are finding ways to win instead of finding ways to lose, like the Ravens right now. All right, Bobby. So it's not a victory Monday around here, but if we're looking for silver linings, how high would you rate the performance of the young interior defensive lineman on Sunday? 
it looks to me like Justin Matabuke is playing to get paid at the end of the year because he is playing at a high level. He's becoming a consistent disruptor in a running game, and he's pushing the pocket inside, you know, pushing in the passing game. Travis Jones, rookie Travis Jones, is starting to come around. He did a great job clogging up the middle at those tackle, and he also had a nice inside pressure and a sack on his first, you know, you know, his first as a pro yesterday. From the tape, he had his hand right in the guy's face mask, so he could have been penalized for that, but he got away with it, so good for him. In order to stop the run in the National Football League, you need to have a nose tackle that can hold the point of attack and occupy two blockers. That allows the linebackers to scrape downhill and fill the running lanes. Defensive tackle Broderick Washington is another young guy that started to play physical, and he has the versatility and athleticism to play all three interior spots. The Ravens' interior defense has a real good chance to continue to improve and become a you know become really good if they stay healthy, guys. Bobby D, any other observations? I was a little surprised by the special teams unit yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Ravens ended the season ranked number one last year, so when they don't perform to that standard they set, it definitely catches my eye. I mean, you got Justin Tucker missed a field goal early, and the Giants had a big kickoff return. Yep. The coverage was horrible. There were a couple guys that got knocked. I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> they got knocked on their backs on that return. In addition, right before the half, you know, this new linebacker, uh, A.J. Klein, yeah. he got nailed for another, you know, stupid penalty, you know, late hit out of bounds. That could have cost the Ravens another three points if the Giants had a timeout. It's just not, you know, smart football. No. Bobby DePaul, let everybody know about the Bobby DePaul charities and those who support them. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless network solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure and reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech.com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 cloud managed access points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids to pay for rehab from these devastating spinal cord injuries. Bobby DePaul, always always great. Thank you so much. We'll chat on Friday. And I will make this a great happy hour. (laughs) Go go get it. There he is. Bobby DePaul, talk to him every Monday and Friday. Coming up next, let's take a look at what happened in the AFC North. Mike Tomlin, what did he think of his team's effort? We'll find out next. Northern Exposure here on The Fan. Inside Access. Northern Exposure on Inside Access. Sponsored by Plaza Ford. See why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at PlazaFord.com. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 105.7 I just thought we kept them off balance, some, some disguises and things of that nature. Um, and, and Russian coverage kind of worked together. I, I just thought it was a collective. I don't know if it was one individual component of what it is that we did. The guys played hard. They understood what we were trying to do. They dressed it up. Russian coverage worked together. 
Mike Tomlin, after his Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Buccaneers 20-18. to This is a game that Kenny Pickett got hurt in. Mitch Trubisky did most of the work as the quarterback, but the defense holding the Buccaneers to 18 points. Though the Bucs, as we talked about earlier, Jason, they've been struggling offensively all season. Yeah, they, they have been, but look, let's give Mike Tomlin's unit credit. Um, this was one of those games where if they did pull off the major upset, and this was a double-digit line at one point, and I think settled at eight and a half. It was going to take a bunch of guys who aren't their star players giving as great a collective effort as possible, right, of them being embarrassed and ashamed of what happened to them in Buffalo and them playing this game like it was a Super Bowl. And they basically did. I mean, they held Tom Brady and co. to 304 yards. Um, Fournette couldn't get going more than three-yard uh, per uh, carry. And on a day, T-Bone, where they didn't have Watt and they didn't have Minka Fitzpatrick and they had a whole bunch of other walking wounded guys and they lost their quarterback in the middle of the game, they found a way to continue to persevere and score some points, a whole touchdown in the fourth quarter to win the thing. Uh, imagine that around here. Um, so just when we were ready to write them off, I still and am. kick them to the curb. You still are. How can how can you? Two and four. You're, this you're whole saying, league is two and three, two and four, three and three. You're saying from a playoff perspective. From a whatever. This is so on brand for Tomlin, though. When we're ready to like yes. to, to, uh, to that's what to I'm saying. They're, it, they're, it's it's a proud franchise. They still have some talented players there. If you're looking at it from a 53 man holistic perspective. It's still not that great of a football team. Hats off to them, though. How great are the Giants? Like, like, I, I, we mentioned the Brady cut last week where there was a lot of bad football around this league, and that is the truth. But I think there's a lot going against the Steelers. But hats off to them. I mean, you're, you're looking at a secondary with James Pierre, Josh Jackson, the old guy, Cam Hayward, Ogan Joby. They were making life that miserable his brother for, making for plays the Tom Brady. Was that Cam Hayward's brother making plays in the offense? Tight end? I don't know. I think that's his brother. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they drafted his brother this year. He had a couple of uh, key catches. I'm I'm looking at their schedule now. They've got a Sunday night game against a Miami team that keeps running out of quarterbacks. That's a Minka Fitzpatrick revenge game if he's back for it. You don't, I mean, do we think it, it, it would be, would it be crazy for them to beat the Miami Dolphins? Like, is that, is that, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, Two will be spread, back. The spread in that game, seven, which seems like a lot. By the way, Connor Haywood who, Haywood, who is his brother, tight end from Michigan, had a 45-yard catch in that game yesterday. Want to switch gears, go to Cleveland, who had the Patriots in town, and they got zappied, and Kevin Ooh, Stefanski zapped. talks about the loss. Got beat. Not, you know, it's frustrating, uh, disappointing, all those things. Um, but... We're going to regroup and learn from it and move on to a big big game next week. And that's kind of how we're, we're going to approach it. Uh, again, very disappointing. Uh, and, and we got beat, and they did a good job, and we also just beat ourselves a few times too many. Got beat. Jacoby Brissett usually saves the pick for late. He, he got one out of the way early and then another one out of the way when it looked like they might at least hang around or muster a quasi-comeback. They got... They got uh, pushed around pretty good by uh, by the New England Patriots 
who are also no longer left for dead. They're now three and three, mm. uh, and they really could have won at Lambeau Field. I mean, they they could be four and two. Regardless, this Cleveland team, and we're obviously going to dissect them more as we go through the week. Boy, they smell a lot like the Ravens. They they are their own worst enemy in the fourth quarter. They find ways to lose games. I mean, you think about the win probability they had against the Jets at one point, right? I mean, the game that they blew two weeks ago uh, to the Chargers. And then this one, they, 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 they really got pushed around and punked around early. And then they fell behind two scores and couldn't run as much as they'd like. I mean, what, they only had... 15, 16 carries by the running backs, and Jacoby Brissett dropped back 45 times. Um, Jacoby Brissett's not playing good football right now. We'll see what the Ravens can do. That is still a pretty decent offensive line. Um, but they can't stop the run, and the defense is a problem there, not in a good way. Hey, quickly, Bengals go to New Orleans and beat the Saints. Comeback win. They got uh, They got Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase going in this Finally game. in the second half, because yeah. at halftime they were behind. Yeah. And it looked like it, 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 you know, nothing seemed imminent uh, in terms of them being able to start connecting. That's a big gutsy win for the Bengals. I mean, I don't know what to make of the Saints. Like, they, some of the advanced metrics point to them as being a team that should be better than its record. But Dennis Allen doesn't win a whole lot of games as a head coach. He didn't do it at the Raiders, and he's not doing it there now. Um, look, this thing, T-Bone, I, I think it's going to be a muddled mess till the end. I do. The Browns maybe fall apart. I don't. I don't know that the Steelers do. I. I. I just, especially with Watt maybe being back in a couple weeks. I think it's going to be a jumbled mess till the end. Nine or ten wins could win this division. I mean, I firmly believe that. Cincinnati. We keep asking the question: When is this offense going to get going? When is it going to get going? And it did in New Orleans. So, are they going to be able to keep this momentum riding there? They got a game against the uh, Browns coming in a few weeks as well. So, Jamar Chase yesterday, that looked like Jamar Chase in 2021. Inside Access coming up next. We'll talk to our own Ravens beat reporter, Cordell Woodland. What did he think of yesterday's game? And also, who is Corey? We'll explain next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Inside the warehouse and inside the castle. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. 5.30 on a Monday. We need time to talk to our buddy Cordell Woodland. Of course, our Ravens and Orioles beat reporter. And before we get started with the game, something I found out this weekend that I was completely unaware of. Uh, of course, you had your baby shower this weekend. And yeah. who the heck is Corey? Corey is I. Uh, and I am him, uh, <laughs> depending on who you ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own name for their family. Some people do. Yeah. Uh, and mine for my family is Corey. It goes all the way back to maybe even before I was born. Uh, I know my great grandmother, God rest her soul, said that I think God came to her in a dream and said that they should call me Corey. And from that day on, nobody in my family has called me Cordell. So when I hmm. when they go all the way back when I was in school and people would come over and meet my family and they hear them say Corey, they're like, who are they calling right, right now? And I'm like, yeah, that that's me. I probably sh- should have told you my, I have another name. So, 
Yeah. It took me a while because, you know, Cordell is introducing me to a lot of his family. And then they're like saying, Corey, I was like, who the heck is Corey? And then I put two and two together. And it didn't even register to me that I didn't, (laughs) that they're calling, calling me Corey in front of you and that I didn't tell you that my name, I didn't even realize the confusing dynamic that that was. But yes, I I am called Corey by uh, a lot of people that know me. Um, you were at uh, John Harbaugh's festivities today, were you not? I was. We played a cut earlier, and we talked about it a little bit, but where he's talking about finishing, and you got to finish your Habits. homework, and finish practice, and finish your lunch. Yeah. What did I? I don't know. It, that whole <laughs> sort of like I, I don't really know what he was saying there. Did do you have an interpretation? Like I guess he's saying you create your own good habits, but like. This has been going on for a long time. I don't yeah. think this is about like flicking a switch. I wonder if this is ingrained in their football psyche that we're going to bleep it up in the clutch rather than we're going to get it done. Well, it's, that's funny because after the, uh, I think it was after the Bills loss, I asked Harbs about did he feel like the way that they were losing, did he feel like it was mental right. at, that, at that time? And, you know, he kind of brushed it off and was like, you know, well, we have a team psychiatrist and all that. And you look and here we are again. They lose again, and it's the same exact, it's pretty much the same way yeah. as the other two losses. And you have to wonder is it something that when they get up by 10 or whatever the case may be in the second half, and they're looking at each other like, all right, don't let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's let's make it a mission to close this out. They're putting so much pressure on themselves in a spot where there should be no pressure. It should right. be a situation to where it's like, let's go right, feast. Yeah, let's, let's sack exactly. for you, pick for me. Let's what go. Let's get be. paid. That's what it used to be when they had a lead in the second half. And now it's like, let's try our hardest to not lose this lead as opposed to let's keep doing what we're doing to ultimately win this game. Well, offensively, Cordell, Jeff Zerebeck, who covers the Ravens for the Athletic, gave this stat. 15 full fourth quarter drives, not counting kneel down situations. They've turned the ball over on seven of those 15 drives, and they only have uh, five scoring drives. Three of those are for field goals. Have you seen anything from a play calling standpoint in the fourth quarter with Greg Roman? I think, well, definitely yesterday, the red zone play calling was atrocious. I don't don't think there's really any way around it. It it was terrible, flat out terrible. The, The one game that you have a running game that's, dare I say, a dominant uh, yeah, and you get into the red zone, and it's all of a sudden let's let's do the opposite of what we do well. And at one point year in in the last couple of years, the Ravens were good in the red zone throwing the ball. They they were uber efficient. Right now, that's not the case, and I think it has a large part to do with well, who, what are your who do who the we hell really we throwing have, the ball to? You know who? How many people do we really have to worry about when this when the field? tightens up like it does in the red zone it's one guy it's 89 and I don't care whether Rashad Bateman's out there or not to me it really doesn't make a difference I, I think it's still Mark Andrews and the band yeah and 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 if that's the situation all right fine but I do feel like the play calling has not helped them I think it's gone away from some of their bread and I don't see them call the quarterback design runs in the red zone the way I see them call it when they're on their own 30 yard line yeah. and it's still going for 13 yards a pop but why not use those same type of plays that you use when you're on the other side of the field why don't you use them when you get into the red zone it's clear the run game works it's clear the quarterback design run plays work 
I think they need to start simplifying the playbook right now. And I know we've asked for Greg Roman to kind of open it up. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing right now because what does open it up really mean? I mean, all the Duvernay stuff was gone. All of it. Everything that we saw last week, we didn't see any of no. Duvernay. He got one, one catch in the game. And there's so many other ways to get guys like him the ball. I think what frustrates me the most is, okay, they don't have a lot of weapons, but the weapons that they do have, they're hesitant to get them involved. And for the life of me, I don't understand why. Cordell, the good news is help may be on the way. Deshaun Jackson working out <laughs> for the team tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I know he played for your team about 10 years he ago. Are, are you excited about these prospects? Uh, hey, you, you want somebody that's going to take the top off the defense? I, I guess that's what Deshaun Jackson does, yeah, right? He's a, he's a speed guy. Uh, I would make the argument, though, Deshaun Jackson is still a very fast guy. Now, how long can he run at his fastest is the question. I mean, he, he's had constant hamstring issues throughout his career, and those hamstrings are are, are nagging yeah. injuries. So once he gets it, he's done. Um, I'm it, This doesn't move the knee. I mean, what move could you make right now in week six? An addition, a roster addition that's really well, a moving. trade. A but, trade. Yeah. But if we're talking about signing guys that were just released or signing guys that have been sitting in free agency since the offseason, no. you're, you're, you're still hustling backwards almost. You know, I, it, it's a cool sign and it adds a different dynamic. It does give you speed. It does, at least if he's able to play, give you somebody else on the field that the defense has to at least keep their eye on. What are you getting from Deshaun Jackson at this stage of his career? I, I just don't know. You were on. I called this game a trappity trap game. You did. Bobby D was basically like, it's not a trap game because that's just a pretty good football team over there. You were eyeing it up for a couple weeks saying that that matchup in New York could be could be a little bit different than people yeah. think. What do you have early? Do you have early thoughts on this Browns game? Had you been eyeing that as a potential <laughs> as a potential step in poop well, game? Also, well, I I don't think that the Browns game will be the letdown. We'll we'll see how this week goes. Obviously, health wise as well, but I, I would expect them to kind of bounce back against the Browns. The Browns just. They, they can't win a game, even if I, no. I would assume they're, they're terrible trying. In the fourth quarter. But yeah, and, and this is another team that's having second half woes, just like the Ravens are. I, I think that this is a divisional opponent. So the Browns are going to get their, their full attention. They're coming off of a bad loss, the Ravens are. Uh, they're back at home. I, I, I don't think this will be a situation to where they'll go out there and look flat. But hey, what do, you know, what do I know? They've gone out there and blown games at home. Plenty of times already this season, but I find it hard to believe that they'll lose to Cleveland. And we're kind of thinking, reading tea leaves, that Dobbins and Moses was more precautionary than... That, than he, he pretty much doubled down on that. He said Moses yeah. could have gone back into the game if he if they had allowed him to, but he pretty much used his veto and didn't want Moses back out there. He, he was even asked about Dobbins even further, like, did it require... Uh, even more testing right. or anything like that. He said, no, it was just swelling. So he said, you know, which he, you know, is probably true just because Dobbins has been out there. Doesn't mean that the knee is fully healed. So he's in a situation right now to where this is just one of those things that happened. Maybe the turf had, a, had something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it didn't, but right now he's making it seem like neither one of those would be serious. And he expects Rashad Bateman. He said, he's close. You know what, mm -hmm. what close means. We'll see. Cordell Woodland, you'll be sitting in with one T-Bone, Tim Barbales, for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, The Daily Show, coming up at 6. We'll come back, Ravens, as we tease with uh, with uh, 
Deshaun Jackson. They made another move today. We'll see if that moves the needle. Plus, get the text a day and get you ready for Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the daily version at 6 here on The Fan. Inside Access. It's not just a radio show. This is your Inside Access to the facts that others ignore. Jason LaCanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057. The Fan. We mentioned that Deshaun Jackson coming in for a workout tomorrow. The Ravens also signed De- Devin Kennard. He was released recently by the Arizona Cardinals. Average about 20 snaps per game for the Cardinals. He's an edge guy. Does that move the needle at all for you, Jason Locking for it? Uh, move the needle? Um, Do you like no. Devin Kennard? I mean... Not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, like he's a guy. Like I mean, I like. Does it hurt the team? No. Is it like trading for Robbie Anderson and bringing a, a, a potential toxic element to your team? No. Um, do I think it's going to make a big difference? No. Especially if what Harbs is signaling is true, which is Bowser's closer than not, and Ajabo is some point next month going to be playing football for them. Uh, one other note that uh, T-Bone I want to mention, it's an Orioles note, but John Means threw for the first time today, yes. which is, awesome uh, news. yeah, that is, he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. So that's nice. Oh, fantastic news. And still tempering expectations. If he comes back in May, I think that's a great boost for this team. And we're, gosh, what a month away. The free agency will start right after the World mm-hmm. Series. So we'll, we'll be all over that during the hot stove. Absolutely. So coming up at 6 it's uh, Baltimore Game Day on Center the Daily Show. It's you and uh, Corey over here. Me and Corey, yeah, yeah. man. Now it's it's going to be fun. Maybe this is a Monday staple. I don't want to speak for Cordell. Well, or for Corey, like, but... like Corey doesn't have enough on his plate right now. Cordell, now he's roping you I, into his I've show. I've talked to him. I've talked to him about we, we, it on Monday. We have, we have previously yeah, discussed this. I hope there's a financial component to this. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, man's got a baby on the way. Hey, opt-out. There's multi-week opt-out. Hey, okay, yes. Protect, uh, protect yourself. Hey. Hey, I'm I'm all for him getting paid. That's a chuckles thing. That's yeah. that's way above yeah. my. Uh, well, speaking of getting paid, because we have the game on our air tonight, correct? Yes. Monday night football. Yes, yes. Westwood One's coverage. Yes, Stone Cold Feltz. Mm-hmm. This was one of his 100 percent locks. Yes, he is one in sixteen in his life <laughs> handicapping games. It's happening. And just I know we don't have as much time for this as I wish we we did. But again, you're on the Chargers tonight. Can yeah. you explain why? Can you take us inside your process? What can you tell us about why you picked this game and why you feel so strongly about it? At so we could do the opposite. At the end of the day, you know, you picked the better quarterback. And Russell is not Russell Wilson of old. He's going off tonight. And, yeah, he is. And uh, I, I just, I trust Herbert more. They're in L.A. Maybe, what's his name? The coach doesn't screw it up Stay again. Brandon Staley. There's a lot of conviction in this. Good old what's his name. Maybe he doesn't screw it up again. That's, that's a big me. That's where you. That's what. That's what led you to this. There were what the better fourteen games this weekend. The better quarterback. He always takes the Monday he and does. Sunday night games. I, lo- I love the Monday night games because it gives me an extra life. Come, come Monday. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go zero and three. I got. A, I got another life. Yeah. Uh, one one in sixteen. That's one in sixteen. I don't want to tell you how to oh, run Lord. your business. 
But at some point, you might want to, like, if you're losing all the Sunday and Monday games, like, I don't know, you might want to lean into that 1 o'clock window a little more. And just get the other three out of the way. In all seriousness, we're doing this throughout the 18-week schedule. Does he break double digits? In wins? Yes. He better. I don't know. I, if he I'm does. not confident. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know confident. if he does. That's Eighteen weeks. Kenny's got one win. We're about to be through six. Yeah, we're we're third we're the third of the season. I need Paul. nine more. He's. he's I on, don't think it's happening. He's on pace for three. <laughs> if you don't, there there should be a thirty for thirty written about yes, this. Like. Yes. You'll become super popular. Like people, like these betters are going to want to like you're, know what you're thinking before you put it out there. <laughs> you're about to have a weekly spot on Jason's show. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's let's get sponsored. Let's get sponsored. And I also I also want to rebring up what I brought up earlier. If one of us picks a game and he ends up picking it and we lose, we need to get I got stones. Oh, yes, yeah. well, that's, that's what happened to yeah, me. And yeah, you. yeah, both well, of us with his with his beautiful mustache. Or, <laughs> remember when we were at Cross Street? This is before we. Implemented the rule of stone going last. Jason changed, changed. one yeah. of his picks oh, yeah. I dropped because it. of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it ended up. I like I'll take no. anything else. He played the game. One, no, he ended up. That one lost too. They both <laughs> oh, lost. It did lose yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, all, you yeah. already had his fingerprint yeah. on it. Yeah. It's too late. It was well, too late. Quickly, let's get the text today, Stone. Check one two check. Just like our very own Ken Wyman text of the day is driven by Oarsman Chevrolet of Baltimore, Oarsman Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Dundalk, home of the Oarsman Promise lifetime vehicle coverage. In today's text, we've talked about the Ravens potentially trading for a wide receiver. Yeah. Do you think they were in on Robbie Anderson? No. No. And what about DJ Moore? Uh, again, DJ Moore is that you're, you're gonna you're talking about trading a, a one. I mean, or the equivalent of a one, whether through a two and a three or what. I, I just and they don't want to pay receivers that kind of money. So no, I would not. I would not have expectations for them to do something significant via trade at wide receiver. In their defense, their ones have made significant impacts of late. So why trade them for real players when you get cheap well, labor that do, does well? What do you think the odds are a, they they <laughs> Nice make... joke, Ken. That was a good joke. What, that was a gut punch. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Stone fired EDC in the three o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been hearing He's in the crosshairs. Job. <laughs> we need to get him a, a, st- a stone shirt. Get stone? Stone. We do. Can we deliver that to him? <laughs> we'll do it. I'll hand deliver it to him. <laughs> stone, wow. dude. He's uh, just got some Do we have the budget? Man. Does Chuck Bucks have the budget to get the t-shirts? I got hey, stone my mom has a machine that makes t-shirts. What? Like, she can put a thing on a t-shirt. Stone, that could have been a Stone Cold Facts, man. Yeah, that's well, true. We'll forget. The Just more do we know. Yeah, hey, Ken would still have that nail. T-Bone, what's on tomorrow's show? Tomorrow. It's not a Tuesday without our guy, Mike Bordy. No, it's not. Bordy. Rita Hubbard. It's not a Tuesday without Rita it's either. It's not. And Will Brinson. We haven't had Will on in forever. So we'll, we'll talk with uh, your buddy. Maybe over some at CBS. other, maybe some other yeah, friends. Still waiting to hear friends, yeah. enemies. Speaking of which, enemies. We, we could be due for another Prisco in the near future. Sure. Well, if, if Russ has another poor oh. game, then you two might be going at Can't it. Can't wait to see those two. I'm not defending this. We're not? No. Hey. Not the Broncos, Russ, but the Seahawks, Russ. But, but neither of these coaches tonight do yeah. anything for me. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the daily version. With T-Bone, Tim Barbales, and Cordell Woodland. That's coming up next. They take you up to Monday Night Football. Westwood One's coverage on Monday Night Football at 7.30 right here on The Fan. Just
afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 